So what do you use then? Stakes? Crosses? Crosses don't do squat. Some of the legends are true, though. Vampires are severely allergic to silver. Feed them garlic and they're going to anaphylactic shock. And of course, there's always sunlight, ultraviolet rays. I got this sucker running. You want to give it a try tonight? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Really, really bad, Marvel. Oh my god, these guys are just tools. They're just the worst. Because I can imagine getting blood out of AV gear would be hard. No, I was holding Sam's dick. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I don't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. All right. So it did come through. That's perfect. Yeah. No, that was good. I like it. Uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, blah, 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 blah. Good. Nice. Uh, I love that joke in that cartoon show, by the in the the Hotel Transylvania, and it's yeah. like it's never really explained in the movie, and you just have to kind of like figure out that they're kind of making fun of Boris Karloff because the way he talks. But yeah, you know, I just I love the fact that they just that that joke stays on through like the whole trilogy. I think it's great. <laughs> okay, uh, running gags are the best. Yes. Uh, this is episode 366, 366. That means that you can watch one or listen to one episode a day on the leap year and have something yeah. to listen to every single day. I, I think they do that in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Well, cause they, they, they play our podcast, uh, to, to, uh, <laughs> some of the inmates down there to get them to talk. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're begging for waterboarding at this point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah waterboarding yeah. is at least faster than than what we do. <laughs> Please, just kill me now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is episode 366, and tonight we're talking about Blade. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. That's a really difficult way to catch a subway, Jimison. Ouch. Hi there. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I just I wanted to be as sensual as I could be. And creepy at the same time. Okay. Just for nailed you Nailed it, dude. Thanks. Just nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, so what's up? Hey. Hey, buddy. Good? Hey. You good? Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Ooh, I'm on it. Like a fat kid on a fudgesicle. There we go. I like it. Yeah. Sam, I didn't know sunscreen could protect your vampire hair, Vector. Absolutely. Didn't you know that? I didn't. I really didn't. I, I would expect... You, of all people, to know all about really good sunscreen. I mean, yeah, SPF 50 does me good, but I also don't burst into flames at the, the mere hint of sun. Well, well, there's a reason we call you old fire crotch, though. Is it? Is there? <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever called me it's that. because of those assless chaps that he wears that, uh, well, there's you know. That. Yep. <laughs> there is that. Oh, my goodness. And joining us it tonight, making his Cheap Seat Reviews debut and already regretting it, I'm sure, is Ethan has two new hands and he doesn't know which one to use from 15 Minutes of Marvel podcast. 
What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. Uh-huh. If you had two brand new hands, I'm sure you'd be stuck in the same dilemma. Yeah. Right? They're both brand new. Yeah. Which which one do you use first? I don't know. Right? Yeah. But do they I, come I, out like baby hands? Kind of like Deadpool? <laughs> like in right? Deadpool. It's going to feel so Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and staying on that Deadpool track, I do kind of wonder, in the back of my mind, like I can't help but to think this, and I know this is like way out there, but what is it like to masturbate with those hands? I'm just asking. <laughs> They've got to be soft. Yeah. The skin has to be. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, they're, 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 those aren't working hands. Those but those are, aren't your hands. That's the thing that, like, yeah. that's what yeah. bothers me a little bit. It's tough. You know? Uh, <laughs> I, just, I mean, it's good for prostate health. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So, yeah, let's dive into this movie, Blade, 1998's sure. Blade. Uh, this was... I like mustard on my biscuits mm-hmm. yeah no, not sling blade this is a what a, yeah no not sling blade blade the oh, crap. 1998's blade this was the first marvel movie i ever saw and yeah i think that's accurate really? i can't well what what else would it have what been before what, was there anything before blade well there, there was, was some bad punisher i remember that there's a an original Captain America. Yeah, there was a Captain out. America in yeah. the late '80s. That's really horrendous. That I've yeah, never it's seen. Yeah, bad. But I actually like it, just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Can you I look, look, torturing yourself? Can I contrast you, Sean, and say that this is the most recent Marvel movie I've ever seen? <laughs> sure. The first time I've ever watched Blade was last night. Nice. And oh my god. You are to you are to thank and to blame. So yeah. thank you and. How could you? Well, so we, it, we, we blame Sean as well. So, so this is um, this is week our one of our uh, newly minted cheap scare reviews month. I just came up with that last week. I love it. Yeah. And month of horror. Yeah, we do our month of horror and uh, oh, our, oh horror horror. Yeah, sorry, we, I completely <laughs> missed the mark on that one, guys. Well, yeah, this uh, is I was expecting this I was expecting some different movies of this month. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is this is so a joke February. that we've done okay, every sorry. year that Andrew's been on the show. So, uh, so mm-hmm. I knew that we were going to do you know the month of horror, and uh, I had already kind of browbeat you, Ethan, to saying, "Man, I got to get on your show. We got to talk about some Marvel stuff. Let, let's do this." And then I said, "Hey, let's have you on on an episode." And I said, what haven't you seen? And you're like, well, there's some other stuff. And then I was like, ooh, we got horror coming up. Let's do Blade. And uh, you said, I have no idea what that is, but let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm way overdue, obviously, for for Blade. I have to admit, like, even though I I host a Marvel and an MCU podcast, I've barely seen any of the original X-Men's. I haven't seen any of the Blades until now. I... I've never seen Howard the Duck. Like some of these, like OG, like cult following ones, mm-hmm. I just ne- they just like never came across my lap, and uh, so I was way overdue on Blade. And uh, yeah, finally, this, finally this, got now, to it. Now here's the question. You know, obviously this isn't considered in the MCU. No, but sure. does this give us hints as to what might come when Blade joins the MCU? Is it going to be? Do we know I if it's going to be a hard R? God, I hope so. So. Right? Here's the only thing we know about Blade in the MCU, and that is that um, Donald Glover, Herschel Mar, no, uh, Mahershala <laughs> Ali is going to be Blade. 
Sorry. Which is okay. weird because he's also already in the MCU uh, as a bad guy in Luke Cage. But yeah. Well, huh. are they considering Luke Cage canon? Yeah. Are they? Yeah, it's part of the are MCU. You sure? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the MCU. I thought I thought the the Netflix stuff was going to be generally ignored unless they bring it over. It's well, they can't bring it over. Netflix owns it, so there's nothing that Disney can do unless Disney buys Netflix, which they won't. Mm-hmm. But the, they could, it, but they won't. But the the latest rumors that I've seen as of this recording is that um, they're going to continue Daredevil with Charlie Cox. But it's gonna well, be heard, yeah. But it'll be season four. It won't be a new yeah. one. It's gonna be season four. They're just continuing the story just on Hulu, um, so that they can tell their more. Okay, so I was gonna say their adult stories are gonna be on Hulu, and, yeah. And the regular MCU would be on Disney Plus. Yes. Okay. Uh, I see. Yeah. Makes sense. I have a, I have a little Blade tidbit that I can share with you. Yep. I I shared it today in my podcast as well, but I guess. Mm-hmm. The uh, Marvel India, their Twitter account, posted a picture yesterday or a couple days ago oh, yeah, that is... had like a total line out of all the upcoming MCU movies through the end of 2022. Mm-hmm. And Blade was on there slated to release like October 8th or something of 2022. Oh, and. Nice. Obviously, that's not happening because it doesn't start filming until July of 2022. <laughs> yeah. So that's not it's not going to work. But that is interesting that it was already planned for that. And that seems mm-hmm. pretty quick. It seems like a pretty quick introduction into the MCU. And now that I have seen this blade, I I hope and I pray that they follow suit with this and they do go the hard R route because mm-hmm. I think th- this movie flourishes with it. So I hope they keep it. Yeah, I don't. I haven't heard anything about it. Whether it's going to be hard or not, it needs to be. Um, yeah. I, I think these movies, like Deadpool, they they need to have, they need to have the edge. It needs to be super violent. Um, and uh, I think that's what a lot of people are complaining about. Well, a lot of not a lot of people, but many people complained about the Venom movie. Is that Venom should have been R? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and. I've also heard nothing good about Venom. There will be carnage, except that the stinger at the end of that movie makes you excited. That's literally the only yeah. good thing was that the stinger at the end of that movie. Yeah, can, yeah. I've had can to confirm. avoid some. Oh, you some confirm? You've seen it? Yeah. Yeah, my. Yeah. So I went to go see it a few days ago, and I went on a a Friday night of opening weekend. I only had maybe like ten or twelve other people in my theater. Nobody made a peep the entire 90-minute runtime. People were just, like, glossed over. There were some, like, definite... There were definitely some jokes in there where, like, they just did not land at all. And (laughs) you could tell, like, they were devised for, like, that really needed comic relief, and it just didn't work. And then dead silence, and then the the mid-credit stinger comes on, and myself included, everybody was cheering. People got up out of their seats. I mean, it was pandemonium. Pandemonium okay. for like this two minute stinger, and yeah. it, it, it I, I feel like it says a lot about a movie when all anybody is talking about is a two minute stinger, yeah. and not the even credits. the actual in the movie. credits, yeah, right, exactly. So mm-hmm. it, it's not a great, yeah, it's not a great movie at all by any means. And what's really sad about that is because Andy Circus directed it, yeah, and like we want him to succeed at all things because he's kind of the best, he's Gollum. For God's sake. Yeah. He's he great. Yeah. He is great. 
All right, so but he is not in this movie, 1998's Blade, 1998 Blade, and uh, I think I posted on Twitter that I've seen this movie at least 10 or so times. Um, Andrew, Sam, either one of you, you guys have both seen this before, right? Yeah, yeah. No, Andrew's no. shaking his head no. Okay. No, this is the first time for me. Okay. Nice, man. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so that'd be cool. So two of us have seen it and two of us hadn't. And uh, this will be interesting because this was a movie that was on my – this was on my rotation with uh, Steven, our, our, my good buddy Steven growing up. You know, Steven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sorry. Should, I, should I play it or no? I mean, no. I'm, no, okay. Um, he, he and I, would, you know, we'd watch Die Hard and Lethal Weapon and, and Blade. Man, we, we watched this movie a lot. And at the time, it was all, it was great. I loved it. Uh, now, um, well... <laughs> We're going to talk about this movie because this movie <laughs> is interesting, uh, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to yeah. try to do my best to refrain from talking about Blade 2, which is, is, a, superior is a far superior film. And I've actually seen not <sighs> okay. that long well, ago. Well, Del Toro did it. Yes, so. Del right. Toro did it. So it has he, a He is bit. well known to take do the, He's like a James Cameron of superhero movies, right? Yeah. Comes in, does the second one, and it blows it away. I've heard, well, I talked to actually someone today that I told him that I watched Blade yesterday, and, and he said, oh, well, the first one's okay, but they get progressively worse as it goes on. Mm. No, that he person's said, wrong. He said three is near unwatchable. Three is terrible. You're, they're not wrong. Three is really yeah. bad. The only I'm, thing that's fun about three is Ryan Reynolds. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he was talking about the, the Matrix trilogy. I'm sure he just got mistaken. <laughs> Maybe <There>. so. <laughs> You know, it was interesting. I was, I was on HBO Max looking for this movie, and I realized that this trilogy is on HBO Max as well as the Matrix trilogy, and there was something else, another trilogy that I saw, and I thought, we've already done a month uh, of the Star Wars prequel trilogy, and yeah. next month we're doing the original Star Wars trilogy. Maybe we should just do this from now on. We should just pick a month and do another trilogy. So, you know, maybe uh, January we do the Matrix trilogy or yeah, something. Yeah, like Short Circuit. Uh, think, Short Circuit 2. There's only two of those. <laughs> there's not a third one. <laughs> That's the challenge. you got to make it up on right? the pod. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then, and then we dream up the third one. No, this is not a third one. No, disassemble. No, disassemble. And well, we, we can't forget Look Who's Talking in that series. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a trilogy. That's yeah. three, three men and a little and a baby. <laughs> and then a la- oh, that's just two also. Yeah. Anyway, that was a weird, weird place to go. Uh, Andrew, please tell us what in the hell is Blade from 1999, uh, 98. I don't know why I keep saying that wrong. A half-mortal, half-immortal is out to avenge his mother's death and rid the world of vampires. The modern-day, technologically advanced vampires he's going after are in search of his special blood type needed to summon an evil god who plays a key role in their plan to execute the human race. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm confused. Who plays the key role? The The blade or the vampire god? Uh... Yeah, the evil oh, god. Really, right? It says it says the evil god plays a key role. Okay, the way the the sentence was structured, maybe I was confused as who was playing yeah, the role. Yeah, that's yeah. When I was reading this before, 
Uh, yeah, that's the sentence I said. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds fun. Uh, Sam, lay, yeah. lay down your five-word review. All on, right. On so one. I might have gotten this one a little wrong when I wrote uh, Special Needs Man Fixes Lawnmower. <laughs> Stop it. Need to them French fried taters. <laughs> No, um, I've got um, I've got two here. I've got witnessing Marvel's initial growing pains, mm-hmm. um, which he obviously had growing pains before this, but this one certainly it, it kind of bridged the gap between really really bad Marvel and kind of the new way Marvel did things, right? Where they are adding some humor along with it. But kind of my my real review is crappy CGI accentuates the hum story. Um, I was continuously taken out of this movie by the horrible CGI and, and I was totally expecting it to be better than, than my memory w- was giving me, but my God, this was bad. Um, the, uh, the, the vampires disappearing is such a cool idea in terms of when they get killed, but it just looked totally fake. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I, don't, I just, I don't know, I, and I don't know how to describe it. It's it's a fun movie. Um, it's a great early Marvel movie, but at the same time, it's just totally kind of forgettable by the end. Um, the story is 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 I hate to say just a little bit weak, I in my opinion, um, because it doesn't really ever make sense. Why can't the vampires just get along, right? <laughs> why can't they just get along? I still don't understand why they killed the 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 German guy from from uh, Nazis on the Moon. Um, yeah, movie Udo Kreyer guy. Yeah, yeah, Iron Sky, and it's just I never really. I guess maybe I was in a bad mood watching it or something, but I just I, it it did not strike me like it used to on this viewing. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, that's that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see, uh, Andrew. I've got two. Uh, move number it, one move here it. is actually five. Well, wow. actually five. Words. Oh, so that's which, uh, which two I two rarely do, as you know. You All right. It. So this is uh, poorly written and poorly acted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, and good. Then, I'm at least in the right vein here. Okay, I feel a lot better. It's always hard then, to, to go yeah. first because I never know how you guys are going to go. Uh, and then this next one, I'm sure, might be a little confrontational, but I don't care. Um, Lick my nuts. So, um, <laughs> placed perfect. This is not five words, by the way. Placed perfectly in a year of bad movies. Ah. Okay. Okay. Uh, with the exception of Shakespeare in Love, The Negotiator, and The Big Lebowski, nothing else was decent that year at all, in my opinion. Interesting. I hadn't thought about yeah. that. Yeah. But no, Sam, you're one hundred percent right. The you know, CGI. One, I is... need to tell my wife that, by the way. <laughs> okay. Well, it is on the rec- <laughs> it is recorded, so you're good. Okay. Um, the CGI is just flipping terrible. I mean it. It, I, I look by 90, back, you would think by 98, right? Understandably, well, the early 90s, mid-90s, okay. But by well, 98, at least can make it look like it's in the scene and not Ghostbusters 84-ish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right? And it is on that level. It is on that yeah. 84 level. 
as far as the CGI is concerned. Um, Painted uh, on the the cell. Well, we just level. watched we just watched Terminator not too long ago, and the CGI in that, in my opinion, is better than this. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Terminator Two. Terminator sorry. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the CGI in that is far better than this. I think. Yes. Well, um, again, okay, let's just let's make apples to apples here. Yes, uh, Terminator know. Two, Industrial Light and Magic, two hundred million dollar movie. This movie, forty five million dollar movie. Um, with, uh, I can't even tell you the name of the main production company. Uh, Amin Ra Films, Imaginary Forces. Like, who, who uh, well, are these people? Then perhaps they should not have vampire soul bats fly out of people <laughs> after getting zapped in the head with the Ghostbusters right. guns. Oh, New Line yeah. Cinema that was the was only, the, only the logical situation, though, man. That's all you could have done <laughs> were vampire bats. Um, you know, there's just you know there's so much in this movie. Oh, the, the vampire con- soul bats, though, like honestly, like they were the least egregious thing in my opinion, as far as the CGI. <laughs> oh no, yeah, oh definitely. really? Yeah. yeah. But the Agreed. the exploding head. Yeah, that part was bad. That was terrible. Yeah. It just right. looks like somebody had an allergic reaction to shellfish. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but that at least was was campy. That was like um, total recall ish type of of death, right? You know, in terms of of blood, of skin and blood gore. It's it's when they tried to add the CGI that just was just so, insane. Going back to the poorly written though, it just so happens that the vampire finds a hematologist to be like buddy buddies, <laughs> right? Because that that's going to happen. In yeah. life. Well, understandably, how many Marvel movies do does the the main star, the main character, have some sort of medical friend, you know, or night nurse, or 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 doctor that can help them when they are beat up and put them together? Wet nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you say wet nurse? I should. Sure <laughs> um, it's a trope. It's a Marvel trope. Here's a, I, I wrote this line down. Yeah, I just, th- listen to this dialogue. Okay. Okay. Frost throws a good party. Yeah, but where is he? <laughs> that line, <laughs> I wanted to peek through the, the screen. And just, it's a terrible line. Why is it even in the film? Nobody gives a shit. Just <laughs> leave it out. Like, just have the, have the music pumping in the background. We'll figure out that it's a good party. Right, you can show us visually. It's a good, we don't need somebody to tell us. Oh, he throws a good party. <laughs> yeah, I just happen to be banging the the director, and they needed me to say a line in this film. <laughs> it's like something you would see in the full in Full House in the nineties, right? Yeah. Or you know, it's yeah. just it's just bad writing. Uh, and then, so I'm just going through my list of notes real quick. The uh, the Foley work, and Sean and I kind of chatted about this. I think the Foley work in this. I have never in my life heard punches so like they must have been a centimeter away from the microphone just slapping the hell out of some celery sticks against a wall or something. I don't think it was that. It sounded almost like it was computer generated. It didn't feel natural. It didn't feel like someone slapping a side of beef. Like it felt 
I thought they got a sound from like the old Batman show yes. from the sixties. It, <laughs> it, it felt very is, much is like what that. I thought. I thought they got it from. Now here's the reason why I commented on that, and this is what I, I ultimately think. So I have a, um, a brand new soundbar, Vizio soundbar that can do five point one surround. Yeah, uh, it actually has two rear channel speakers, and there was something happening in the encoding for the audio. And and my either my soundbar didn't know what was happening, or HBO didn't know what was happening. I don't know which, but what was but the problem was is that all of the special effects sounds that would normally come through your main speakers, not the dialogue, not the the center channel, mm-hmm. but like the main gunfire specifically mm-hmm. gunfire. None of that came through my soundbar, so literally all of the gunfire was silenced. I heard okay. nothing. Huh. Now I would hear in my they rear have silencers channel, on them. Yeah, and in my <laughs> I would hear the rear channel. I would hear like the ricochets and the impact. I would hear the bullet impacting blades, you know, chest plate or the door or the whatever. But when you're firing, I heard nothing. And there was some other little weird things like that. Ethan, you're nodding. Did you kind of experience anything like that, or was everything fine for you? Because it was it was. off-putting for me no i mean i didn't experience anything like that but i did experience some serious volume swings like i don't know Mm -hmm. if anybody else saw Mm -hmm. that like i don't know if it's a 90s thing or what is it but like i had to crank it when it was like all of them talking and then they would like bust down a door with a bunch of guns and i was like petrified my children would wake up and think there was a, a firefight in my kitchen sure. or in my living room yeah. so uh yeah i was i was like i was i had the remote basically in my hand the whole time and i was just like i was on on call for the volume change all right so so that has to be movie centric though that's not a a technology issue that is something they chose yeah. to do themselves so. yeah it has to be the and Andrew, I, I interrupted your train of thought, but I want to stay here for just another moment. No, it's fine. The, the other really uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, another really moment where um, I noticed that the sound design was weird was at the very beginning when the dude is getting brought into the club. Again, oh, you mean the epilepsy center? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Again, for whatever reason, and maybe it was my, the mix from my, and now that I'm saying it out loud, it probably was the mix coming through my speakers. Because the music in the background was so quiet compared to him. Like, he was having normal dialogue. Like, hey, this is a cool party, you know. And, oh, yeah, where'd you go? Like, he's just saying normal dialogue. And the music, for me, was so quiet. I thought, this is the least least apt, uh, you know, uh, depiction of a rave ever. Like... (laughs) Like yeah. my my son listens to music louder than this. Like I don't understand. It was very weird. But now that, now that I thought of, now that I realized that the rest of the sound effects were basically non-existent in my in my speakers. Um, and this is the only movie that it's done this before ever. I've I've, I've most of the movies I watch on that because I want to experience it because it's a sixty-five inch TV and that surround sound. I want to experience it as close as I can to what the director wanted a me theater. to experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, without obviously again also waking up the kids, but yeah. Anyway, what else were you talking? Were you saying, Andrew? Well, I was pretty much done. I, I we'll talk about more of it as I go. I just did not, as a first time watching it, I didn't like the movie. Um, 
there there was just so much in that that took me out of the film especially at the end like the the very last couple of scenes as they're you know making contact with this evil god or whatever which i never really understood um okay so his mom spoiler alert who's not dead <laughs> who uh who's hitting on him weirdly yeah, um, definitely <laughs> attracted to him like in yeah. every fashion yeah uh yeah rips open deacon's shirt for what purpose <laughs> at the end like before the blood drips on his forehead she just goes up to him rips open his shirt yeah. do you have to have your shirt is that on the is that on the scrolls it says you have to open your shirt in order to turn into this evil god and it, it can't be ripped open by yourself. It has to be ripped right. open by someone else. Somebody else has to do it. <laughs> then, then as the he's fighting in this last scene, I know I'm jumping way ahead, but oh, then Lord. as they're fighting in this last scene, uh, there's one scene where they're just kicking at each other. And it made me think back to Game Over, man, when they were like shooting near each other. And I was like, did you just kick at me, bro? Like, <laughs> they weren't yeah. actually kicking anything. They It was like two or three times. There was some yeah. bad fight choreography. I mean, you, you throw uh, punches thrown that are three feet away. You see the air between the two actors, and it just gets, you know, it just gets blossed over. I, it's just, yeah. Some and orderly, poor directorial decisions in this movie. And maybe I missed something. But where did Deacon get a sword at the end? He just brought that it. That was Blade. No, I, oh, I thought that was Blade's sword. No, because remember, Blade pulled his out of the out of the wall. Because just all of okay. a sudden, he's like, "Let's do this," and he has a sword. Like nowhere else in the movie does he have a sword. Yeah. He just he just happens to have one right there. And well, and well, apparently, Blood God status makes you not only invulnerable to cutting, but also excellent sword play. Oh yeah, all right. That's a trait vampires have that that's never really been uh, explored in movies. Yeah. yeah. The last thing that bothered me, and I'll shut up. <laughs> you guys can talk. No, it's fine. So we 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 get into this place, and he drops what's her face down into the uh, to oh. the pit, and and Curtis is there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was Curtis British earlier in the film? <laughs> I I was hoping somebody would say this <laughs> because after he's turned into a vampire, he has a British accent. <laughs> well, maybe it was a British vampire that bit him. <laughs> it is that it, is, it follows is the blood, dialect right? contagious? I, I think so. <laughs> All right, that's, that's, I've got more, but I'll stop for now. I'll let you guys go. No, this is great. I actually like um, snarky Andrew. This is my favorite version of you. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I'm pissed off when I watch a bad movie. Yeah, well, yeah. it's funny because yeah. the dude isn't British. I mean, he's born in L.A., um, he's, uh, but he, he definitely had an accent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if maybe that was filmed first and then they went back and he forgot that he did an accent or I don't know. It could have been simply, it might've been overdone, overdubbed by somebody else. Could have been, you know, like maybe like his, his zombie voice didn't really work. And so they wanted to have it sound different because everything else about him is different. I don't know. <laughs> He's also in Iron Man one and two. So there's that. There's what? He's um. Wow. So you know the um major that hangs out with um, Colonel Rhodes, like that guy that's yeah. like always standing next to him. That's the same dude. Oh. Oh. 
So okay. when like when Colonel Rhodes shows up with the uh, the suit in Iron Man two, and he goes, "Did you steal this?" and he's like, "No, we're gonna weaponize this thing," and or whatever he says. I don't remember what he says, but anyway, that's that dude. Okay. Uh, Does yeah. he have a British accent? No, he doesn't. <laughs> But that would be weird if he had a British accent and he's in the American, in American uh, army. military outfit. Yeah, yeah that would be weird. Uniform. Uh, okay. Uh, Ethan, do you have a five-word review? I do. I do. I, I actually have a couple five-word uh, reviews, if that's okay. Sure. Am I allowed more than one? Do Absolutely. Yeah. Andrew okay. usually Excellent. has like four, and none of them have five words. <laughs> <laughs> so all of mine definitely have five words. Uh, and it's very interesting because Andrew, you mentioned this is the first time you've seen it as well. So I had a completely different viewing experience. So all of my five word reviews are not in line with yours. Um, (laughs) my first one is, are all zombies this horny? Because this, (laughs) this movie is ridiculous, by the way. It's, it's, it's in line with like the shirt ripping. Like, what do we, what are we doing? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's a zombie thing. I, I've never come in contact with a zombie, or, so I don't know. You mean vampire? If that's, <laughs> that's how it, or yeah, sorry, with a vampire. I don't know if that's how vampires like operate. I don't know if you're just like suddenly under this allure of I gotta have vampire. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, na- '90s Vampire Slayer kicks butt. I thought uh, Wesley Snipes. This honestly, and I, I feel like I might catch a lot of flack for this. First Wesley Snipes movie I've ever seen. Oh, wow. And okay. I don't feel good about that, but <laughs> we're here. And uh, I thought he was pretty good. And then my last one is Quinn is the ultimate hype man. There should always be a person like Quinn in every single movie like this because yeah. <laughs> he's so ridiculous. And when we're introduced to him, he's he's getting like sexual acts performed on him in the in the club. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like this is our introduction to Quinn. The guy is just like the ultimate, ultimate big balls kind of a dude. And, uh, he's hilarious. And I got to call out one specific scene, uh, with him towards the end with him and Deacon, when Deacon like asks for his hands and he like <laughs> yeah. acts like he's going to cut off his hands. And Deacon's like, nah, never mind. And, nah, I'm just and kidding. Like, man. Oh man, you got me so good. You were joking. That was a good one. That was a good one. I was like, Oh my God, these guys are just, tools they're just the worst they're and just... they're so funny though they're frat guys. i was honestly hoping yeah. that that scene was like improv not in the original yeah. script oh yes yeah. i hope so it, it had such like a natural flow to it there yeah. like that there's yeah. a reason that two seconds like stands out i yeah. think that played really well um but yeah i mean i think like overall this movie was way better than i expected it to be obviously oh, the wow. cgi yeah. is is abysmal but i i will say it's possibly how I went into this movie because I had a um, a spike seltzer and a CBD seltzer before I watched this film. <laughs> okay. So I was like, I don't know, I was, I was pretty relaxed. I was uh, so I was enjoying it, the, and the key. Yeah. I thought the the disappearing vampires. I don't know, like maybe it's just one of those things where I feel like the first time you watch it, it you either go like one of two ways. It's either gonna rub you the wrong, wrong way, and you say like, oh, this doesn't look good or like in my case i was like that's terrible but that's also really cool like that's pretty awesome that he makes them disappear and uh and like that's so that's kind of the way that i went and yeah basically the entire third act is uh 
obtuse and ridiculous and um it's got very cabin in the woods vibes to it of like you have to do this summoning of this crazy ritual but i don't know i I thought it was kind of cool i thought i thought it was sweet and maybe it's because also this is like the first and only hard r marvel comic book movie i've ever seen and so like Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. when blade basically says like f me no you f this and like shoves a gun at somebody i was like wow we're in a different playground like this is a different (laughs) sandbox than what i'm used to and it was really cool i liked it a lot it was a fun movie yeah it was cool awesome right on uh, I have some interesting things to tell you about kind of the ending and the blood god and the ritual and all that stuff. So we'll, we'll do that in just a second. So my five word was not as good as remembered. <laughs> because I watched I, this. I agree. I watched yes. this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the guy that's never seen it. Uh, again, I watched this in high school. Um, I didn't in, you know, in 98 and you know, you know, high school age, Sam was already married with three kids, but um, <laughs> sorry, I, I don't know why I gave you an extra kid. You only have two now. Um, <laughs> well, you don't know. Well, you're right. I guess I don't. Um, Neither do I. <laughs> that's the one that he just scares the other two about. Yeah. <laughs> you used to have another sister. Right, we, we, we put we put her in the bad kid closet. And she hasn't gotten out yet. Um. So. So I never cared about the CGI. Like even back then, like you knew it was janky. Because we'd seen, um, you know, uh, Jurassic Park and Lost World and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Saving Private Ryan. You know, like we've seen what CGI can do. But also, I just didn't think I cared then and kind of don't care now. Oh, wow. Like I looked at it and I was like, hey, that's dumb, but whatever. It's, It's gross and ridiculous and it's over the top, but I didn't. I had, you know, like, well, but this is also a comic book movie in the 90s where comic book movies weren't taken seriously. I mean, the fact that they allowed this to be hard R and to do the things that they were going for, I thought was pretty cool. Now, there's a lot of stuff that does not hold up. Like when he's chasing the cop through the streets and they're doing that awkward fast that they speed up the camera like 10%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate yeah, that. So That's so bad. I hated it, yeah. you know, when I was in high school, and I really hated it now, especially when that vampire is just on the side of the street, being super obvious, eating that girl, and then makes a weird cat noise. I I didn't. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that at all. And there was there was some there were a couple of sounds that I was like, "That's a tiger roar." Yeah. that they've, you know. It just kind of took me well, out. Well, later in clips, I have the most egregious sound put to film, maybe not ever, but that we've seen in a long time. I mean, oh, wow. yeah. this is the same level. Not I, since Nymphomaniac. Well, we I was going to actually say not since, <laughs> um, I'm choosing to ignore that on purpose. Not since the. <laughs> oh, the scream from the window. No, no, no. Not the, oh, no. <laughs> No, but I, that's I do. still bad. You gotta, yeah. No, the screen for the window is terrible. Um, I'm trying to see if I have it handy. Maybe I got rid of it. I don't remember. No, the um, the explosion from Army of the Dead. Remember that that they used the Star Wars sound. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that really, really annoyed me when they did that. So anyway, I can't find it, but that's fine. Um, going back to that scene where they're. 
the the cop uh, and Blade is like beating him in broad daylight. And I, I kept thinking if I were in a big city, New York or Chicago, whatever, and I see someone just wailing away on a cop. Yeah. Do yeah. I say anything? <laughs> or do <laughs> I just let it own, happen? Your own moral gray area? <laughs> didn't, didn't Seinfeld teach us we have to intervene? I think so. Have, yeah, has right? to be done. Yeah. Well, I mean, also the fact that they're standing, he and when they have their um, their standoff later on in the in the movie in broad daylight, which still just seems weird. And he's holding that little girl. Again, no one is like, hey, that doesn't seem right that you could pick up a girl by her neck and hold her like a football. Like, yeah. that, that doesn't seem right. So anyway, yeah. uh, I found the clip. I'm going to play it real quick. I just have to. But, you know, here we go. Yeah. So that was in an explosion in the Army of the Dead movie. And I yeah. was like, it's bad. You can't use Star Wars sounds. So anyway, there's, there's something like that that happens later that just drove me crazy. Uh, anyway, um, okay, so I'm going to dive into some notes because I took some notes on this movie. And I do, I, I did uh, write, you know, so you guys know me, or at least two of you do. Ethan doesn't know me very well, but that's okay. Uh, my first note was, I really hope that the DJ has all of his gear out of the way of the bloodbath. Because <laughs> I can imagine getting blood out of AV gear would be hard. I well, did notice, uh, by the way, that, that Blade somehow was able to stay out of the showers. Well, there were um, there were while like, he was there. There were two people that did as well, like two random party goers that were completely blood free yeah. in one of those scenes. Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. If you're going to a club called Bloodbath, you're that's it. That's the that's the goal. Right. You're trying to With get blood on you. Why are you staying away? Ceiling. Yeah. It's like going to a Blue Man Group concert, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess uh, I did write also one of the coolest character intros ever. I just love the way they intro them. You know, like the dude's crawling away, and then there's just his boots, and then we get the cool slow pan up, and then the full reveal is the crowd parts, and he's just standing there looking badass. I thought that was a pretty cool hero shot. I just, I really yeah. did. I thought that was pretty cool. Not bad. Uh, his car is really cool. I wrote that. I love. I love that charger that he has. It's that's awesome. Now that is. I did. I did notice yeah, the car. Cool. Usually, I'm not a car guy, but in this one, I was like, "Damn, that's that's a nice car." Isn't, yeah. Isn't the new Batmobile a charger? The one with the Twilight guy? Oh, I don't know. Robert Pattinson. Don't don't call him the Twilight guy. That's my boy. Right? He's he's been <laughs> in a lot of good things since Twilight. So we we got to give him a little bit of credit. Yeah, but but you know exactly who I was talking about when I said the Twilight guy, well, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's not the so. point. That's not don't don't visit the logic of the sentence. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Um. Trying to think. Uh, oh, ew! Uh, teen K-pop with old men watching. That was gross. <laughs> that scene really made yeah. me uncomfortable. That was weird. Do we do we want to talk about the uh, the fat vampire down in the basement? Uh, what was her name? Uh, his name, excuse me. Um, Pearl. Pearl. Oh my gosh, what a gross thing, right? Super I mean, just, weird. it was like a human version of uh, Jabba the Hutt. Oh, <laughs> or a vampire version, yeah. Or a vampire version, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that voice, ugh, that voice. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't. I don't know if it's supposed to be kind of ambiguous, but. The name was Pearl, but then he called him he. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it was I, it was probably like a triple H cup or something. I don't know, but <laughs> triple H. Nice. Yeah. That's a callback I'm, you didn't realize because I think he's in the third Blade movie. Yeah. I'm curious how how did Pearl get like that? Was Pearl like that and then was turned to a vampire? Or Glenn. did that happen after Pearl became a vampire? Can you become can you become overweight like that when you're a vampire if you're eating people all the time? Is it possible? I don't know. See, I here's something I've always been kind of curious about, and again, I'm not hip on vampire lore. So do vampires still eat food? Like regular food? Like they need no. blood to survive, but like they, they didn't don't... in Twilight. Yeah. But they do in what we do in the shadows, don't they? Because they have a bunch of dishes that they need to do. I Maybe don't know so. if anybody's seen that movie, but yeah. yeah, I don't. That's that's a tough one. That's a good question. Because like, to to your point specifically, I don't. I think Pearl has been there a long time. It, it feels like Pearl is the record keeper. You know, Pearl is the super fat blob version of the dude what lives on the boat inside the boat in Waterworld, whose only job it is is to measure the oil. Right, like, yeah. Here's your one job. This is what you will do forever, and hers just happened. His just happened to be the the record keeper. But you're never allowed to leave this chair. Therefore, you know he ate himself into whatever. But I, yeah, to your point, I don't know. I mean, like, like did was the blood just high fight high high fat? You know, was it like high cholesterol <laughs> blood that he was taking? I don't know. I don't know how how it all works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Do you think that vampires are at risk for like HIV, syphilis? I wouldn't think so. I, no, because they <laughs> they self heal, right? Oh, okay. So I would guess that would that would not affect them. Oh. Which, oh, see, I didn't I didn't think that they could self heal heal their blood diseases. I thought it was just I thought it was just physical like ailments that they could self heal. I would assume that interesting. If, it was yeah, like blood would be considered part of the physical. Yeah, I would assume it'd be it. any of it. You know, like especially if point. you had it before, then you would you would heal, right? Obviously, yeah. not scars, but um, as was pointed out. Uh, let's see. The uh, I'm not going to talk about that. Let's see. Poor Whistler. Poor Whistler. Yeah, you know, you yeah. take the most interesting character and you kill him off um, yeah. in the in the first season or first you know movie that, that kind of sucked yeah and right. it was like Everybody halfway through Whistler. too or like like yeah. just over halfway yeah. it's not like he made us like a last stand to the end and i will say that when whistler showed up when they were kind of like in that uh scroll room and uh quinn and everybody like kind of came for blade and uh karen and then whistler showed up with that explosion i was like that's our guy. That's super rad. Yeah. And that's amazing that he's here. And then he, yeah, he dies like 20 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he did have great bedside manner though, as a doctor. Yes, he did. He was, a. Uh, yeah. I, I like his character. I think it's interesting. I, I, I like the idea of the man in the chair. Only this guy is, uh, he also is, he's the guy in the chair, but also the mechanic and also the weaponsmith. And you know what I'm saying? Like he's the jack mm-hmm. of all of the trades of, of, of Warcraft, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I like Chris Christopherson. I think he's just a really good actor and he just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's a, I, w- I would have liked to have seen him put up more of a fight. 
Yeah, I see that. Right? Uh, yeah, a dude well, he who had a but, bum leg. But in in a way, this this is a lot like Bond losing uh, Q, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 But if Q was also like a retired double O. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Q from the movies was just always the science nerd. Whereas this guy's seen yeah. some stuff. Like he looks like a dude that survived Nom. Right. Yeah. Like okay. he like he knew how to fire a weapon and all that stuff. So I, I see your point. It would I mean he he took out a couple of the of the dude of the vampires. It would have been kind of cool to see him take out a few others or shoot a hand off of uh of what this face, or continue to dismember. Yeah, just, you know, have something else. You yeah. know, have them take lose. take an ear off or something else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. It feels like the amount of blood that they took from him would drain him completely. That was a lot of blood they took out of Blade. It felt like yeah, with that yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that oh, and the the styrofoam Toy Story two encasement that they put him in. To, <laughs> to draw the blood. Uh, that was another thing. I was like, this is perfectly shaped for his body. Just just suck in there. Awesome. Yeah. It made me feel like he was an action figure, and that was the, the styrofoam case that you're pulling him <laughs> yeah. out of. No, that's good. Yeah, it did seem like a super elaborate way just to bleed somebody's wrists. Yeah. I, just, I guess it had to go down a very specific way and... Um, I also find it interesting that Frost, who's been a vampire for like five minutes, was able to find this tomb that these other vampires have been around for a hundred plus years. They couldn't find. Oh, and by the way, this ancient vampire relic is in America for some reason. It oh just, yeah, like yeah. like that felt weird. <laughs> and we also yeah, find out no Native Americans were were all about the old vampire stories. But we also find out through the trivia that the map that Blade is looking at is a map of New Orleans. So they were in New Orleans the whole time. Oh. That wasn't hmm. New York. Oh, um, interesting. But it looks like New York because... I didn't think New Orleans was that big uh, and had those kind of buildings. I don't... I mean, I've been to New Orleans, but I don't remember there being that many big buildings. Not but really. It, yeah, if it I does remember look right. Like, I remember I mean, the casino. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, if you could see on the cop, if it, if it says NYPD or whatever, but... The map he's holding is New Orleans. So either that's where they're looking currently or that's where they're going to think about going next. Interesting. But either way, hmm. there's just this giant four-story tower that's underground that no one knows about. Just seems highly convenient. <laughs> but Frost is able to figure it out. You know, like the guy says, those scrolls that no one can read because it's a dead language, yet, um, you know... Uh, Steve Jobs' computer was able to f- figure it out in a couple hours. So there's that. Uh, I also made the joke of why is there wind when they're underground? Because <laughs> um, it's a cool shot, man. Yeah, I know. It's the same. Well, it's the same thing from in Spider-Man into the <laughs> Spider-Verse when they meet Noir Spider-Man. He's like, "Is there yeah. wind? Like, why is why is your jacket flogging? We're in a building. <laughs> the wind calls Everywhere me. I go. Yeah, <laughs> I love Spider-Verse so much. It's so good." Um, and then my last note was I love that the sub boss that he toyed with and fought with all movie died in a single move I just love that I really did <laughs> I thought that was 
like you know what I'm saying like like the movie kind of makes you think that he's close to being an equal to Blade and then Blade reminds us that no this dude's not it's just he's yeah. he's lucky enough to only lose a limb every now and then mm-hmm. oh my goodness anything else we need to talk about before I do clips and whatnot anything you just got to say about this movie that just you just got to does it feel like a Marvel movie yeah, right. Like, I mean, I, mean, I don't was... think it doesn't feel like the Marvel movies that we know. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the new mm-hmm. Blade is going to feel very different than this one. Again, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. we just I, I I didn't say this. I want to talk about so the director is named Stephen Norrington, and he is that's only... where the British accent came from. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe. Of course. He has only directed four films. So before this, he did something called Death Machine. With a bunch of okay. actors that uh, I don't really know. Uh, Brad Dorif was the only dude I recognized. Uh, there's some other guys here, but uh, yeah, I don't know who they are. Anyway, so he does that movie, and then he does this movie. He does Blade. And then he directs something called The Last Minute in 2001, which uh, even the box cover, box art says, from the director of Blade is The Last Minute. Billy Byrne is going to the next big thing, the next pop idol, the next art scandal, the next scream dream. Doors and worlds of possibility open up. Then it all goes wrong, and the world doesn't care about his style, his voice, his thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Jason Isaacs is in it, so that's kind of neat, I guess. (laughs) And, yeah. So, yeah, then that's got a 5.7 on IMDb. And then his last film... Was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Oh, Sean Connery classic. Yeah, oh. well, the the movie that made Sean Connery quit Hollywood, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, brutal. And he's done some other. Well, I mean, after that, he did some special effects stuff, but he's he's effectively out of Hollywood at this point. This this director, I mean, he's he's done. Uh, the last thing he did after. The only thing he did after League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was he did something called Harbinger Down, and he was design sculpture cre- creature crew ADI. That was in 2015. Other than that, that's it. So he's he's done with Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He's he's somewhere teaching something out of school. Yeah. yeah, I will I will say real quick before you move on, Sean, that yeah. he. Also, was creature effects and alien creature effects for aliens and alien three. That's true. So yeah. okay. that's I mean, if you if you're trying to like build a pedigree for this guy, those are the two things. Like Alien Three was directed by David Fincher. So mm-hmm. that's I mean, that's pretty cool. But yeah, this guy, I think it's so weird slash interesting, slash like telling that his second movie was Blade. So this was his second movie that he ever directed. And we don't ever get that in the MCU that we know now. We always have like established directors because we know what we want, except for mm. the Eternals coming out, which is Chloe Zhao's second film, I believe. And so I just think that's an interesting like 20 or, you know, whatever. Yeah. 30 year difference, almost 25 year difference of like what goes into a, a movie like this or a comic book movie in general. I think it's really cool. I would, I'll actually uh, counter that. I'll actually argue that point with a couple of, uh, for example, James Gunn was not, mm. he, you know what I'm saying? He'd done Slither. 
right? Like, sure, yeah. that's that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had not mm-hmm. done. I, I think the MCU is actually pretty good on taking risks with its directors. You know, I mean, John John Favreau. I also, th- I also think there's a lot of background uh, help from the studios in terms of you are not allowed to go too far away from the Marvel formula, right? You, you, we give you leeway, but only so far as, as, as right, right. we let you go. They're, 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 they're watching very closely. Well, sure. Um, I mean, there's, there's a reason why Shane Black was fired and they brought in a different yeah. guy for Ant-Man. You know, like I, I, I get that, but, um, I'm also thinking about like in, in phase one, remember phase one was solely Marvel. It wasn't Disney yet. And yeah. it was, it was Marvel studios Kevin Feige was in charge. Um, he had the grand plan to create this movie that we would have the we would eventually get to the Avengers. And at the time, we remember thinking, how do we, how in the world do we get this many good actors in one movie? Like it was, uh, you know, how did Joss Whedon pull it off? Because again, again, at that point, Joss Whedon was known for Serenity and Firefly, and yeah, you know, what I'm saying yeah. some of his other TV stuff, and then he's handed the reins to Avengers. And just knocked it out of the park. So um, maybe, uh, Ethan, to your point, um, maybe some of the other movies, I think you're right, where they're going to go with more established directors. Again, specifically like Shane Black gets fired because he wants to take Ant-Man in a different direction. And um, there are some other directors I can't even Mm -hmm. tell. Like I don't even know who directed Doctor Strange. but Sure. um, Sam Raimi. Yeah. Well, he's doing the second one. Yeah, Sam yeah. Raimi's doing the second Iron or uh, Doctor Strange, which I'm super excited for because yeah. probably my favorite yeah. Sam Raimi movie ever is Spider Man Two, and mm-hmm. I love when he when he gets to like when Doc Ock is coming to life for the first time, and that that whole scene is shot like a horror film, and I love it. Oh yeah, it's that's yeah. so good. That's Sam being Sam. Okay, mm-hmm. time for some clips. Clippy clippy clips. All right. Uh, here's that dude at the beginning who was like the luckiest. I guess would be would Blade be like his ex machina, like Blade ex machina, what saved him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, this is just him saying this. This always annoyed me the way he said this. Surprise me. Yeah, I like surprises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like I wouldn't have minded if he got turned. I'm just saying, or killed. I'm just, just saying. Yeah. Uh, here's Blade being awesome. Motherfucker, are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> I love that one. He he brings such a good energy to this character that is like it's just like a full send for this character. When you talk about Wesley Snipes, like he is so committed to what this character is and i think like that that line is so perfect yeah because that's encapsulates exactly what his energy is the entire movie yeah mm-hmm. wesley yeah wesley snipes is one of those where especially in casting of like in mcu you look at go i in 1998 i can't see any other actor doing this part there was mm-hmm. a couple other actors that they thought about but it, it has to be him. You know, whereas you look forward now and you're like, yeah, I can't see anyone else but Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Like, he is Iron Man, you know? Yeah. Like, he totally... And, and I just also love the fact that the cops just run away. You know, they shoot at him, the bullets bounce off, and he says... 
the fuck are you out of your damn mind? And they just leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, this is a private conversation between Sam and Andrew before we started recording. They didn't know I was recording this, so I'm not really sure what they're talking about, but (laughs) it's a little intimate is all I'll say. Still heavy. You're so big. (laughs) (laughs) Not really sure what they're saying. They're talking about, but checks out. (laughs) No, I was holding Sam's dick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. No, I'm glad. that's good. That's the, you're right in line, Andrew, with the 1998 style of writing. Everything has go. to be yeah. to a T explained. I love it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> On brand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't believe in pussyfooting around. We're just we're gonna just get to the point here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mean um, dicks? There you go. Thanks, yes. Steven. Oh dear. <laughs> All of his. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, I like this line. Uh, this is from Pearl. It just—it's so funny because you have these movies where they're like, "You can't stop us," and then the guy goes, "Oh yeah," and they just—they like—they double down. But Pearl really just—I thought this was the one of the funniest lines of the movie. And there's nothing you can do about it. They walk off. Is that so? Well, that's what Frost says. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, you know. It's like, well, that's what my boss said, you know. Like, I, I don't really know. I just, I like that. Uh, okay, and I, I was, you know, required to get this one. Some is always trying to ice skate uphill. There you go. <laughs> that line was actually ad libbed by him. That was his line. That wasn't. No that way. wasn't script. That's yeah, cool. that was his line. Now, I teased this earlier about having an egregious noise in the movie. So Blade is fighting some of the many vampires. And this movie is um this movie is really bad about in the 90s, 80s and 90s where one punch takes a dude out and mm-hmm. somehow in this mm-hmm. movie his punch kills vampires. I'm not sure how they die, but they die. So he's using a shovel. It's blunt force trauma. Yeah. So he's using a shovel. And this happens. It it was like a video game. Like he was getting <laughs> coins or getting mm-hmm. points for hitting. Ding, 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 ding. ding. One, more, yeah. we'll play it one yeah. more time. One more time. That is so bad. I and can't. there's one point in the in the movie where you see the, a kind of a close up of the shovel, and you can tell that it's a prop shovel, well, and sure. it's like styrofoam. Yeah, yeah, it bounces a little bit. Yeah, Oof. yeah, that's fine. Yeah. All right, here we go. No, and now for some more bad news. Ready? All right, time for some trivia. Uh, oh, by the way, tropes. I wrote uh, enemy creates hero who eventually will defeat him. Trope. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the 1989 Batman trope, right? Where the guy, what would become the Joker, you know, creates Batman by his actions. And then Batman creates the Joker by his actions. And then anyway, then he kills him. Spoiler from a long, what? Uh, also I wrote frost is omniscient trope. Uh, cause he not only knows where the temple is, he also knows where blades hideout is somehow. Well, it yeah. took him a while to find it. Well, yeah, which he, of course, says in the movie. Oh, nice place. It took me a while to find it. I, 
how did you find it? I just don't understand. I don't know. I just, he was just searching rundown go- warehouse. Yeah, he googled it. <laughs> yeah. Google Maps. Google brought Maps him right to it. He just searched blades run, blades hideout, and it goes right there. You can street view it. Sure. You see Wesley Snipes standing outside <laughs> practicing blade. So, <laughs> blade <yeah>. stuff. <laughs> blade stuff. Oh, uh, my gosh. Okay. Um, uh, trivia. All right. So when, uh, yeah, when David S. Goyer hits your eyes. first pitched the idea of doing a Blade movie, the executives of New Line felt that there was only three actors that could possibly do the role. Wesley Snipes, Denzel Washington, and Lawrence Fishburne. But Joe in Pesci. Goyer's mind... <laughs> Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> that's, that's... I, think, I think I need to Photoshop something up with, with Joe Pesci as Blade. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, don't do, don't do blackface, though. Just, like, make it regular. No, no, just, yeah, no, no. Just no, Joe Pesci. Regular but Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Blade. <laughs> <laughs> it just adds to his phenomenal 90s run. Yeah. He just caps right? it off with Blade. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but in Goyer's mind... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Am I here to uh, decapitate you? Oh, no. Snipes <laughs> was always the perfect choice for the character of Blade. Okay. In updating the vampire lore, Stephen Norrington and David S. Goyer decided that crosses wouldn't work against vampires, citing, quote, what if a vampire was Jewish? Why would a cross work, work against him? Yeah. Like the logic sound. Yeah. Why is he the first person to think of this? Yeah. The vampire Crazy. lore has been around for, for a very long time. Yeah. And just now we're thinking, wait. There could be Jewish vampires. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so the cross would mean nothing to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. The scene where Quinn, Donald Logue, uh, attacks Karen in the hospital corridor, which is when he's all Mr. Crispy, uh, features a lot of screaming. But they knew something was wrong when Logue started yelling too. During the tussle, his he fell face first into the hard floor and completely dislodged his jaw. He had oh. broken it in an accident years prior, and opening his mouth too wide and too fast can unhinge it. Oh my when God. they were filming, uh, they were filming in an abandoned hospital, but they had to rush to a real hospital. Quote, but I've got this guy who's dressed as a third-degree burn victim, <laughs> essentially naked, running in with his jaw hanging down. End quote. The room cleared out pretty fast. <laughs> oh, if only there were cell phone cameras back then. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, Stan Lee originally had a cameo that was ultimately cut from the film. He played uh-huh. one of the cops that came into the blood club during the aftermath to discover Quinn's body on fire. Interesting. I love how, speaking of that, I love how they did come in and they're like, put him out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's a guy burning alive and your reaction is, okay, put him out. 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 It's a good thing you showed up with a fire extinguisher. (laughs) I was more concerned with the fact that there was a guy, the the guy who gets brought in is covered in blood sitting at the foot of this guy that's on fire and the cops are just like, yeah, let's help him out real fast. Like there's no (laughs) suspicious activity involved in this entire thing. Right. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Uh, lastly, so I mentioned this early with uh, earlier um, with uh, there was an original ending. So I don't really know if I like this idea more or not, but it would um, it would certainly paint a different outcome of the film. So the original ending, if you guys remember back to when we were watching that, which by the way, how convenient is that the the program that can decrypt the language also can take that language and turn it into a 3D Studio Max rendering of what they need to have happen. I think they could right. have taken that money they used for that portion of the CGI and put it to better use somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, have skeletons bust out of the stomach instead of the, the mouths at the end. Just to, you know, yeah. Something different. Uh, anyway, so if you remember that in animation, it shows when the lightning comes down and then it shows like the blood wall like expanding out. So in the original ending, um, it has Frost becoming La Magra and unleashing a blood tide which washed over the city and turns everyone it touches into vampires. The film ends. Uh, the film ended with the vampires winning having caused the vampire apocalypse. Hmm. It was a setup for a proposed sequel where Blade and Karen would travel around hitting and destroying vampire food storage eras, areas. But they did, the filmmakers didn't know if there was going to be a sequel, so they changed it to something a little bit less grim. Interesting. So huh. could you imagine like a Mad Max Fury Road version, but with vampires and Blade is like the Mad Max and his charger driving around killing vampires? Huh. I think that would have be been sick. better. That would have been yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And like like maybe they have to explain a way that like not everyone is hit by the wave, right? You can't have a hundred percent vampires because they would all yeah. well they would they would eventually die, right? They would all die. They need to have right. You know what I'm saying? It has to have even if even if the vampire turn turning point is fifty percent, you know, and that so that even then like the human race is screwed at that point, um, and that you would have like these like band of of humans like gathered together like in these strongholds you know holding out. I kind of like that idea of of that. It's it's an interesting idea. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, all right, time for um, this. Excuse me while I whip this out. We are doing our top three, and tonight we're choosing. Somehow we've not done anything with vampires before, which is was surprising. So three hundred and sixty something movies in, we yeah, haven't done vampires not, yet. That's yeah. crazy. It is weird. Which I think we've done a vampire movie before, haven't we? I don't see. Don't sure. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't think we have. I don't know what we would have done. Honestly, we haven't done Twilight. Yeah. We have not. Or night. Or. Uh... Or, or some of the movies, I'm sure. We're well, Dawn of the here. Dead would yeah. be, or Dust Till Dawn, that'd be a good one to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we didn't do it for uh, no, they're, zomb- they're zombies. They weren't vampires in Army of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, technically, technically in the book, the I Am Legend, those are vampires. Technically, but mm-hmm. the Will Smith version, mm-hmm. they're, they're not. Yeah. Uh, nice. But yeah. anyway, not the point. The point is, is that instead of doing just vampire movies, we decided to be a little more specific and pick vampires in movies. So specifically, the characters that you like that are in the vampire movies. And this week, I will start with Andrew. No, Sam. Andrew goes last. Sorry. All right. Well, I totally didn't listen like I normally do. Okay. And I did vampire movies. That's okay. Um, 
That's fine. So I'm going to put my number three at uh, 30 Days of Night. All right. The the Alaskan um, vampire movie. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. I'll put my number two, and this is kind of cheating our rules a little bit, at Blade 2. Yeah, Because I think Blade 2 is a very good vampire film. And my number one, and I still enjoy it to this day, is Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, and and Adam Sandler's vampire, um, I that that still makes me giggle watching that stupid movie. So there you go. Oh yeah, it's good. No, yep. the, I like I like all three of those Hotel Transylvania movies. Mm-hmm. They're fun. Um, Ethan. All right. Um. Well, so this is very interesting because. I went through a ton of lists where I was like, man, what what are some good vampires out there? I'm nearly positive, except for the Twilight movies when I whenever they came out in the theaters and I saw them and immediately forgot about them. <laughs> this is the only vampire movie I've ever seen. I just oh my gosh. or se- I guess my second vampire movie I've ever seen. What hmm. the other one is on the list. So I didn't really have a lot to draw from, but I'm going to I'm going to go for it anyway. My number three slot is comes from something I haven't seen, but I know it's a, still a smart choice. So uh, Tom Cruise as a vampire in Interview yeah, with a Vampire. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Love Tom Cruise. He's great. And uh, I figure why, why wouldn't he be any less cool as a vampire? So he made the list. Number two is Blade because I just watched it. And <laughs> I think I do. I do think he's pretty cool. Uh, I think he's, I like the concept around, blade i like that he's more of a complex character instead of like he's just he's just a vampire just like everybody else like he has this very unique situation which i think makes him more uh, intriguing and then my number one uh would be as a movie it's what we do in the shadows from uh 2014 and if you want me to be specific i would choose taika's vampire as viago um that entire movie is the funniest thing probably the funniest thing i've seen taika do but it is an absolute who when it comes to vampires i think it's phenomenal i've never Uh, seen that one i'll have to check it out for sure oh yeah it's it's hilarious it's it's really just about a bunch of vampires that live together trying to get through daily life and like it's very comedic and they have a a tv show on fx now that's like on season three so it's a it's a it's a popular thing so yeah what we do in the shadows my top vampire movie for sure very cool all right uh i will go next um i um chose specific uh vampires but i came up with the idea so that's fine uh i did adam from abraham lincoln vampire hunter he's the main he's the main kind of uh vampire dude i went like way off the rails i know again some vampire purists are gonna be like how dare you not pick Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, you guys can suck it. It's my show. Uh, number two <laughs> is uh, Mina Harker from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I find her interesting. And uh, hot. And kind of attractive, yeah. Which, by the way, someone mentioned earlier, like, vampires are all horny or whatever. Like, I think there, there's even a, a movie or something where they talk about, like, like vampire, vampirism is literally just an excuse to, like, you know, bite on each other's necks. Like it's all like a sexual frustration kind of a thing. Like that's what the oh, whole thing that's is about. Uh, that movie's called uh, Vampires Are All Horny. That's yeah, I'm sure that's it. It's yeah, the, that's a hit. It's the the <laughs> the cult classic from the same director of of um, 
what is it, Sam? Um, Nymphomaniac. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. <laughs> and my number one was Nomak, who Sam will know is the bad guy, the main the main vampire villain from Blade Two. So, there you go. Not the uh, not the old dude, Sam, but the the mutant vampire. Yeah, dude. That's right. There are mutant vampires in Blade Two. Go, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We'll watch Blade Two. We're gonna do it on the show. In fact, I'm 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 saying it now on the record. We're gonna do Blade Two probably sometime at the beginning of the year. And Ethan, we are requiring you to come back on the show. We're gonna force you to watch this trilogy with us. I love it because Andrew, you haven't watched it either, have you? No. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I seen it. Yeah, so don't watch it yet. Wait until we do it together. Um, I, I'm. I'm looking forward to having that conversation. To to, to basically to look at the look the look in your eyes to go. Oh, they can make this good. <laughs> um, well, I'm excited. I will be honest. Like when Blade finished, I was like, awesome. I'm pretty excited for number two. Like I, it definitely left me where I was like, oh, this could be pretty cool. Yeah, well, number two. I didn't know yeah. it was directed by Guillermo del Toro, so now I'm extra in. Yeah, but like I was pretty sold on number two already. So yeah, you give me the call, man. I'm I'm here. And it feels awesome. like a del Toro film. And also, Sam, I didn't realize this until today that Donnie Yen is in that movie. Also, I forgot he was in I it. I know. Oh man, I know. Right? I realize that. Oh, okay. And he has very little to do in that movie, which is oh. sad. Like he doesn't get a chance to do kung fu very much, which is oh. a bummer. Because he is with the Force, and the Force is with him. There's that yes. reference. Yes. Love it. Soundtrack grade on this movie, I don't know. It, 90s is shit. It, it's not good. I, <laughs> no. Um, you okay, Andrew? <laughs> Andrew got really close to his camera, and his eyes got really big. You all right? I guess so. Okay. I guess I'm good. <laughs> Oh, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew, it's your turn. Gosh. I've only been knowing this for like, I don't know, five months now with you as the last one. Good gosh. So, listener, this ever is... since ever since I got moved to the end, I've... you've been forgotten Something about just half, forget that I existed. Probably half the time like... I forget that it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to go back to you being third, okay? <laughs> it's just easier for me. Andrew, what is your right. uh, top three movie? It's fine. It's good, fine. Good God. I still okay. haven't done Twitter ones yet either. I'm terrible. So I have at number three a classic uh, and probably the original uh, Nosferatu, the original vampire movie. Um, and I... I saw this movie because I had to play a a gig where we played a soundtrack to the film because it's a silent film and someone had written a score and wanted a live ensemble to play it while the movie played in the background. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then at number two, I have Grandpa from... The Munsters, in in a movie called Munster Go Home. (laughs) So that was the the movie version of that uh, TV show. And then uh, at number one, uh, Paul Rubens as, uh, uh, well, in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 1992. Wait, Paul Paul Rubens was a vampire in that? Yeah. I did not know that. 
Interesting. Yeah. It's Christy Swanson. Oh, Christy yeah. Swanson at her finest. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was a. Uh, I guess I was. I wasn't even a teenager, and I had a crush on her. Well, that's right. I, don't do that to you, man. I don't think I I've ever seen it, honestly. Oh, go watch it. I've yeah. watched it. It inspired times, yeah. the Sarah Michelle Geller TV show, and Christy Swanson was far better at it than Sarah Michelle Geller. So, okay. Just so you know. Okay. Um, let me do this before I forget. Twitter, uh, three films in a <laughs> podcast, says Nosferatu, Blade, and Taika as Viago in What We Do in the Shadows. Up oh, there that's you what go. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Cameron, um, who also says hi. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Ethan. Um, oh, hey, Cameron, what's up? <laughs> uh, he listens, so he'll he'll appreciate that. Um, uh, let's see, we I'm trying to find it. Gosh, dang it, where is it? Uh, let's see, no, that's not it. Oh, this is this is great podcasting right here. Holy cow! Okay, uh, Cameron says Claudia with interview with the vampire. Is it with the vampire or with a vampire? I don't know. doesn't matter. Eli from Let the Right One In and Max Shrek from Shadow of the Vampire. And I then don't know that one. I don't either. And then I asked, I thought Max Shrek was the character that was in Batman Returns who kills the uh, Selene Kyle who turns her into Catwoman. Yeah. Uh, to which he responded with, he's also the actor, so I guess Christopher Walken, who originally played Nosferatu and is portrayed as an actual vampire in Shadow of the Vampire. Big surprise, Tim Burton is a Nosferatu fan. And then at this point, yeah, and then my conversation with, uh, it turned weird and they started talking about Tim Burton. And, and So anyway, there's that. <laughs> um, and then I have one from Jesse, I just can't find it. Jesse said one too. Uh, but I can't find it. So, sorry, Jesse. You're um, <laughs> you're out of luck there, buddy. Anyway, that's it. Uh, Join the club there, Jesse. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you've been forgotten by me, then you are not special, is what we're saying. Oh. Uh, they say I already said them. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, you know, I guess you are special. Oh, here we go. It's a fandom pod thing. Says Blade. Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night and David from The Lost Boys. Oh, and yeah. and the then Jesse Boys. did say uh, Lestat, Lestat from Interview, Gary Oldman's Dracula, yeah. uh, the Bram Stoker one, and Celine from Underworld, but only the first Underworld movie. He was very specific and only the first one. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So there, there you go. Very cool. That's it. Time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give the movie a score from 0 to 10, with 10 being great and 0 being whatever movie we said 0 is. Okay. (laughs) Time for this. Uh, Andrew. Well, I guess it comes as no shock that I can't go very high on this one for me. Um, I'm sure that nostalgia plays a little bit of it. Uh, for for some of you, but for me, that didn't help because I'd never seen that. So, mm-hmm. um, I've I don't know. The action sequences were okay, I suppose, and I guess for Marvel's first attempt at a at a you know more adult superhero film, uh, I'm gonna have to 
I can't go above that. I'm going to have to go 5.9. Okay. <clears throat> no, I know. I'm going to have to go 5.8. Oh. <laughs> I got to back it down. Just ten, too, ten too, much. too much. It's too close to six. Yeah. <laughs> For what it's worth, you gave uh, in in the heart of the sea a five point six. Yeah, I would watch this again before that. Okay, <laughs> uh, Ethan, uh, and again, Ethan, feel free to embrace the uh, decimal. Uh, we, uh, I, I do have a master list of the rankings, and it makes it easier to separate them out. We use the Dewey Decimal System. So. We do. There, yeah. As long as you're organized, that's that's good. I, I think. For me, as like a whole movie, I think it had some good, obviously good and bad. I think it's got pretty solid pacing, but I do think there are some serious storyline gaps. I feel like we've called out a lot of them here on the show. Um, I also feel like initially when the cop goes into like Karen's house and Blade shows up and saves her and then she's just like, I have to stay with you through this entire thing. I don't That was a really big leap for me. And uh, mm-hmm. it was it was a weird, I just felt like it was a weird kind of snoozer part in the beginning. Um, I think that the third act was ridiculous and wild, but I do think it worked. And I mean, it's a good blend of good humor, really cool, like nineties fighting that if you don't look too closely at, you're not going (laughs) to, you're not going to see anything too wild. Um, and you know, and, and a lot of blood and uh, a lot of hot vampires. So I feel like it's got a lot of good things going for it. I I'm gonna go with a solid. Let's see, yeah, solid six point eight. I think that that's good. I feel like I can't go into the seven range. I feel like it's getting a little too high up there. But I would definitely like if I go to someone's house or if I'm hanging out with someone and both of us are like what should we watch? And Blade is like readily available. I'd be like, yeah, cool. Blade sounds good. Sure. Yeah. No problems. Right on. All right. Sam? It, this movie at best is serviceable, right? If we need a superhero fix, if we if we need something to go for, especially if, if you're looking for that 90s superhero vibe, this is, a, this is a movie to go to. But I can't in good conscience put it up there with some of the other Marvel stuff that we've we watch and, and still really enjoy. I got to give it a, a probably a 5.48 out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let's see. I'm scrolling back for you, Sam, just to see what's the last movie you gave something close to that. Um, Outside the Wire, you gave a 5.43. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is better than Outside the Wire. You think? Yeah, I do. Huh. Christmas Chronicles 2, you gave a 5.3. Yeah. Yeah. Red Sea Diving Resort, a 5.2. So, oh yeah, that's fine. Did I really? I thought I liked that one. Apparently not very much. I don't, I don't remember it now. I don't know. No, Red Sea Diving Resort? <laughs> Apparently I didn't like it. No, okay. it was bad. Yeah. That's okay. You gave We Some in the Darkness a 2.25. All right. Well, that one deserved that. Yeah. Your score <laughs> is shorter than the amount of seconds that scream is. <laughs> Ethan, I have to play you this scream. Okay, hold on. I have to play it. I got to find it. Hold on. Love a good scream. Yeah, I have a bunch of these things, but there's this scream from... Although it kind of have to have a context because she's falling from a second-story building. Yeah, it's a second-story uh, house. Out window, right? And it's... Yeah. 
So at, at best, okay. the, the, the floor is, was 10 feet off the ground, at best, 10 feet. So you have to think, how far, how long would it take you to fall? And again, she's being projected out. It's not like she just falls straight down. She's been thrown out this window by her own force. Mm-hmm. And um, so at best, you would think maybe, I don't know, a second and a half. <laughs> but this is how long the scream is. <laughs> wow. That's like a that's like a fifteen story building. That's yeah. not mm-hmm. a two that's not a two story building. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so great. That's the wow. only good thing to oh. come out of that movie was that scream. Um for our enjoyment. Yeah. Um yeah, nostalgia is gonna kick in a little bit. IMDB gives this a seven point one and I I I agree. I this movie is not great. It's good. It's not uh, okay. A, how about a six point nine? Since there was a little bitty sexy sex happened in the movie. I mean, this is how funny this is. When I was first watching this movie, and uh, Ethan, you mentioned it earlier. When we first meet uh, Donald Logue's character, he's getting head while making out with another yeah. girl. When I was in <laughs> high school, I honestly didn't know what was happening. I didn't. I, oh dear lord! Like I just didn't know what was happening. I was just like he was just petting her hair. I, I, <laughs> is she just napping in his lap? Like I wasn't quite, you know, naive. I'll admit, you know, we didn't. But, we didn't talk about Donald Logue. I like Donald Logue. He was in we, the Gotham show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. He was we in didn't. that show uh, called Grounded for Life. Yeah, he's yeah, really yeah, funny. Yeah, growing he was, up. Yeah, he was yeah. a good one. Yeah, Great guy. you. Uh, <laughs> Grounded for Life is an interesting show. Um, Very well, not just that, but like. Um, if if you want to, what am I trying to say? Sometimes it's just not good to uh, to see what happens afterwards. So there's a girl in that show, the uh, the little the mini, the is it her? Or am I thinking of somebody Uh-oh. else? Well, yes. post show mm, craziness. It's not her. Okay, it's not that show. Okay, it's the other show. Who was the? This is really good for our listener. The oh, no, isn't that great? <laughs> It was the other show with the guy from Game of Thrones. God, this is bad. Oh, oh the guy with the thing from the show. Yeah, that does yeah. the the does, ah, yes, the, does yes, yes. the talk. The guy yeah. is from. He's from. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. The point is, is that Donald Logue is great. There you go. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go any farther than that. Donald Logue is great. Absolutely. Um, uh, time for the quote game. Uh, what should I play for this one, guys? With uh, how about that one okay what there we go the quote game uh last week quote number 35 houston we have a problem which is obviously from apollo 13 uh this is a game uh for those of you who are listening who are new who are listening because of ethan on our show thank you for being here uh this is a game i uh, I have a giant poster of movie quotes and i read from it every week and if you guess the movie quote correctly uh you know send me an email or a tweet or a message or a facebook whatever, and say, hey, that quote is from such and such. If you get it right, I will mail you a sticker. A sticker. A free sticker. I have a pile of stickers. Ethan, I'm going to mail you some of these anyway because you're a guest on the show. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, But uh, anyway, uh, this uh, this week's uh, another pretty easy one, I think. And that is Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. That's the uh, TV version. He says Mr. Falcon. Huh. Does he okay. really? He does. Oh, interesting. Yeah. If you ever watch it on TNT or TBS, he says Mr. Falcon. And oh, that's bad. 
It is bad, but what's what's so great about it is that, and I think I've talked about it before, my love for the new DuckTales TV show that's on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a bad guy that they fight who is literally called Mr. Falcon, and at one point someone says, yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. And I <laughs> laughed so hard, I had to pause the show <laughs> and explain to my wife and kids, well, not really my kids, but my wife specifically, why that was funny. Because someone that was writing and creating that show remembers that dumb line from Die Hard. Oh, sorry. I just ruined the game. Um, from the, right and get your stickers. You really are bad at this game. <laughs> hey, hey Quick, we've been right doing down. this game for 36 weeks, and not one person has, uh, has won a sticker. Uh, we've had about five or six people uh, message me what the, what the quote is, but they already have stickers because they've been longtime listeners of the show. Um, anyway... That's the quote, Mr. Yippee-ki-yay, MFR. There we go. Um, Ethan, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Please tell our listeners where they can find more of your show and because um, they should definitely check your show out because you're constantly putting out content and it's really uh, you're, you're a great follow on Twitter. So please tell people where all of that is. Yeah, they, I mean, thank you for having me on the show. This has been a, a crazy good time. It was a good reason to finally watch Blade. Um, I am at 15-Minute Marvel on Twitter. I put out a new episode at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday and Friday. The uh, latest Marvel news, reviews, and uh, everything else in close to 15 minutes. I, I try my best, and uh, yeah, it's a good time. Check it out. Yeah, when I said, hey, uh, I should come on and we should talk about um, Daredevil. And you were like, yeah, so, you know, it's a 15-minute podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> not going to fly. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do about seven 15-minute episodes. There um, you go, yeah. yeah. We'll, just, we'll start our own series. I like it. I like it. Ooh, that's a good idea. Um, okay. Uh, with that having all been said, this, uh, right? There's nothing else I need to say other than next week on Cheap Scare Reviews, we are doing something legitimately scary. Well, maybe. I don't know. We're doing Dr. Sleep, which is huh. basically the direct yeah. sequel to The Shining. And it has I'm our favorite Jedi, Ewan McGregor. And I'm genuinely excited to, for this because if you've listened to the show, you know that I didn't really like The Shining. But um, I'm excited for this because I, I hear that it's really good. And um, yeah, maybe it'll, it'll help maybe um, inform my view of The Shining better. I know, Sam, you've been dying for me to watch that documentary. I just haven't. Yeah. Got to do it. I will. Got to do it. Maybe not. I don't know. And we'll have a, a cool guest coming on that week as well. And uh, yeah, so Dr. Sleep next week. Ethan, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we are Cheap Seat Reviews. Um, uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook.com. No, uh, CheapSeatReviews.Libsyn.com is our website. Go buy merchandise from us. Like that's We have merch, which is cool. Go buy some stuff from us. Um, and, uh, we've, we've already kind of talked about what we're going to do with some of the money that we get from, from those sales. And I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, we're going to drugs and prostitutes. Yeah. We're going (laughs) to, what'd you say? (laughs) Five kilos. Find some horny vampires. I I missed the first word. I heard prostitutes, which I was okay with, but what was the first thing you said? Drugs and prostitutes. 
drugs and prostitutes. Okay, I didn't know what you said, and I was really confused. I got it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Drugs and prostitutes, sure. Um, yeah. Like, there's not a lot of money, so are we going to get, like, one for the three of us? Like, how's that going to work? No, I'm not. I'm just dumb. You. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> ew, he says. Right. That's the ew. Okay. Um, that's it. That's the show. Thank you so much for listening. I feel like I'm forgetting something. If I am, I will fix it in post. On behalf of... On behalf of Ethan and Andrew, this is Sean and Sam. This is Sean saying thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.